Welcome to the Edge Up Podcast with your hosts, Reed and Glenn from Hawaii Trading Academy. We're going to be talking about in our uh, podcast today, we have our special guest, Chris Matricito, based on Oahu right now, um, where he's going to be the guy to go to. We're going to be pig- picking at his brain when it comes to the NFT crypto space, the future, uh, what it looks like. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself and how you got started, man. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn and Reed, for having me on here today. Um, so I'm Chris Matricito or Crypto Chris 808. Um, I'm a recovering NFT degenerate crypto stock uh, real estate investor. You know, I'm 30 years old. Uh, originally, I watched like the crypto market in like 2017, like at the beginning of the market, kind of from the sidelines. Um, didn't have any good investments or really any extra capital like at that time. And I watched it go from like $1,000 to $20,000 and was pretty much like mind blown, you know, and everything cooled down a bit. And somehow I joined in on like the crypto market, uh, like May of 2021. And, um, that was kind of like the start of like the next rally. And so I caught it at like the perfect time and that kind of, you know, the rest is history. Right on, man. Like, um. Man, I have so many questions. So many questions here. So <laughs> first off, what what's like, when did, it, one, what is an NFT? And then what, when did it actually like officially start? You, I heard you say you're sitting on the silence for 20, around 2017. So did it start in 2017 or is that when it like just popped or like? With well, the, so like, just like you know, getting so- involved in a like, crypto market was more or less like 2017, but not NFTs until like 2021. Um, yeah, I think, you know, NFTs came out in 2017, but they didn't really get a lot of traction until last year. So an NFT is pretty much like a, it's like a non-fungible token. What that means is it's like a, it's a digital receipt. It's a one-of-one digital file with like a distinct serial number. Um, it's different forms of content, like, you know, music. Uh, I'm sure you've always seen like the, the photos, the art um and video and stuff like that so there's a lot of different forms of nfts so like i hear this a lot like why can't i just screenshot a picture man like you guys are buying pictures for thousand dollars i could just screenshot it and sell it for a thousand dollars right so like what what makes it different i heard you say it's like a serial number yeah so basically it's like you know a digital receipt the benefit of the nft really depends on like the image or the, the specific nft that you're buying um for example like i bought a mutant ape uh which is like part of the board ape yacht club a couple years ago which allowed me access to like exclusive parties um events networks and even jobs like i i was doing a couple of things like freelance for for people and yeah it was pretty cool you know and so some nfts like allow you access to like clubs or original pieces of like art or music some are from famous artists and certain things. And so you could take a screenshot of something to get the actual like value out of it. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like you don't really get anything out of it um, if there is actual value. What was what was going through your mind when you decided to make that purchase of that uh, mutinate, you know? Oh my God. Like, was there a criteria? <laughs> was it like, like you mentioned the perks of having it? Like, what was that, the defining factor that put you over the edge? Like, yeah, that's a good buy. 
Oh my goodness. So, you know, at that time it was 2021. It was like the middle of the summer and um, my friends, I had some financial advisor friends that were telling me like, you got to stay with Ethereum and Bitcoin, all these different cryptos. Like you should have that in your portfolio, at least be exposed to a portion of it, you know? And I kind of took that a little extreme. And then I went down the rabbit hole of X or Twitter, you know, and um, I found all these different crypto people. And I, I found this one guy, Stock Lizard or something, and I used to watch him trade options. And I was really interested in how quick he was able to like make capital, like, you know, 10x and stuff like that. He, he ended up buying these random NFTs that I saw in like a two week period. And he turned like a $2,000 a amount of Ethereum into like $20,000 or $25,000. And I was like, what? Wow. And so I started following his trades because you can see on the blockchain, everything's public. So I was able to find his public wallet. And then I was able to kind of hunt down the trades that he was doing. And I bought my first NFT in August um, of 2021. And I ended up paying $400 and I turned it into like, 25 or 3,000, 2,500 or $3,000 in a very short period. And then I saw the potential and the opportunity and the fact that it was like kind of the start of like this, this, you know, big innovation at the time. And so I was like, I, I think there's potential. I saw, you know, celebrities getting involved and I was like, Hey, like Steph Curry's posting about it and Jay-Z's doing this. And, you know, so like Jay-Z's all about the art, you know, like maybe, <laughs> I don't know, you know, so that's kind of what started it all. Was there like like any red flags? Like if like there's a saying we call it the golf course indicator, right? In in like trading in the way we trade, it's a uh, uh, for example, Bitcoin was perfect is a perfect example. My parents started asking me about Bitcoin, and this is when it was around its peak, like just under sixty, right? And I think sixty was like its peak, right? Fifty nine something. And uh, my parents are like, "Hey, Reed, I think it's a good time to get in Bitcoin. What do you know about Bitcoin?" I'm like, "I don't think right now is a great time to get it." And so the golf course indicator is you're out on the golf course with your buddies and they mention a stock that you're in and they're like, hey, should I buy Hydroflask stock? Like, what do you think about it? That's and you're holding that position. You, it's time to get out. You know, that's when you know it, when you're the regular Joe who doesn't trade. So like um, coming back to the question is like, what red flags do you think was, if any, do you think there were any red flags along the way? Or like, how would, how did you know what was a good buy and what wasn't a good buy in the NFT field? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, spotting a scam and or like red flags in like the crypto market is like, unfortunately not easy. And there's a lot of learning curves. And I mean, unfortunately it's constantly evolving, especially too, since like things are innovating and things are always coming out. So it's hard to say what is like the uh, specific scam or the specific red flag or whatever it may be going on right now. Um, but the main thing is that if it's too good to be true, probably is. And so if you feel rushed or you feel like something isn't right, often like you just should follow your intuition. So the common mm -hmm. thing that I see in the crypto market is like, People will make like outlandish promises or commitments or things like that. And so, again, I think you kind of really have to follow your intuition. And it's everybody says it, but you got to do your own research, you know, like due diligence. Yeah. 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 Did it worry you that you saw these big stars starting to promote, you know, crypto and NFTs? Or was that like, yeah, you know, fuel to the motivator? Fire? You know, it's funny is I guess I, I don't know. I looking in hindsight, you're like, maybe. 
maybe that was like you know what i mean like justin yeah. bieber spent two million dollars on this thing maybe that yeah. was like the top and it was at the time it is you know yeah and it's like so um but you know at the time i think you were just high on the on life you know what i mean and just kind of on seeing the numbers go up you know so yeah, yeah. i well like for me yeah like just to, to double whammy here is like if I hear that at the time, you know, I'm I'm thinking like, wow, this is really taking off. I feel like it's almost like I missed the boat. Like, hey, I think uh, I should be getting in or looking into it because like it, this is really getting traction. This, I mean, Gary Vee, one of the most prominent uh, motivational speakers, entrepreneurs that's out there. He was really heavily promoting NFTs. In fact, still is. Right. And um, I think that that those type of people and then you're seeing celebrities and his friends get on board and you're like, hey, these guys are are people from money. They know what they're talking about, at least financially. Maybe it is something to look at. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe that's a like a, a concrete bias that I should take is because, you know, it's it's taking getting gaining traction. But yeah, obviously, in hindsight, it's like, oh, that 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 was the golf course indicator right there. Justin Bieber <laughs> buying that two mil, you know. Right. And then, um, Glenn, you said something off topic. I have one more question after. Off off topic, Chris, how do you, what does a conversation look like to the wife telling her you're going to spend a few thousand dollars on a JPEG, bro? I need to know. This is the only question, right? Like, how do you get them on the same page, huh? (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. That's a beautiful question right there. Let's hear it. You don't got to go into details, but just the gist of it, you know? No. So I'll pretty much tell you how it went. Okay. I walked in, I walked into the room and I said, Babe, we're gonna spend four point two ETH. Well, so I, how much was that at that time? They were four, three like, or three thousand dollars each, or something. Like but she grand, didn't. Right? She didn't. Or no, it was <laughs> oh, like it's only it was four like ETH. That's oh, that number it four ETH. Yeah. It was. It was like thirty five hundred per ETH, and I was like, oh yeah, four point five ETH. We're gonna spend it on this thing. She did not ask the follow up question. How much is ETH? Nor did I, <laughs> but I knew it was a good investment. <laughs> oh my God. Smart. So it was a strategic answer, a strategically placed um, question, really. Or a calculated move. There you go, dude. Genius. I, That's- I mean, you know, for those listening, is- take notes from this man right here. Right, right. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you know, you got the husbands or you got your spouse wanting to get into the market, invest and whatnot. You got to have those conversations. You got to, you guys got to get on the same page in order for you guys, for you to be comfortable with the investment, right? So, okay. Thanks for Don't answering. Be well, I, I, I even have like a follow-up question with that, bro. It's like, so did she find out eventually like the dollar amount? Like how much? Yeah, shortly after it was like it was like within like a, it was like a day. I think it was a day or two days. So, was what was like, what was her mouth like? Like how how did she react? Yeah, and she was like she was like wait it was fourteen or fifteen thousand or whatever, and then it was like you know it it was this whole little thing for a bit, but then she yeah, yeah. she saw the potential too. Like you said, we talked about it, but it was pretty funny. That's that's hilarious, man. That's hilarious. Okay. Another follow-up question along this thread is, uh, did your wife end up like actually getting into, involved in NFTs or she's like, nope? Yeah, yeah. So fortunately, like I said, you know, like the NFTs, they the tokens allowed like different access to different areas and different things. And um, in 2022, like last year, we went to LA, we went to New York, we went to Miami, we went to all these different events like Art Basel and stuff like that. And I, I got her involved too. I got her like a world of women. Um, it was one of the larger like women collections, like all women run and stuff. And it was, 
it's pretty cool. So I try to get her involved, but it is like, it's a little, you know what I mean? Technical kind of uh, nerdy, you know what I mean? Not, not everybody's interested in blockchain technology, you know? Yeah. So, it's, it's you know. still in, in, in its infancy, I, I would, I would say, you know, like the whole crypto space even is like, people have heard of Bitcoin now, you know, mm -hmm. and I think uh, it's gaining traction. For sure. Still, I think yeah, even still, too, yeah. like I think even too, like with NFTs too, like the the phrase like NFT is like kind of a weird, like non fungible token. Like I we understand what that what it's what it's for, but I think it's kind of like similar to like an MP3. Like it, I don't say I'm gonna listen to MP3s. I'm gonna listen to like my music, you know. And so uh -huh. um, it's gonna be like more of like an art piece or a token of some sort that gives you access to something, you know. So in your mind, are you think like NFT is here to, to stay or like, how does like, uh, you kind of touched upon it on like artists using NFTs for their music and you just mentioned MP3s. How do you see like NFTs and crypto tie into the future here? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, like I said, NFTs are digital collectibles that confirm ownership. I don't think like in this day and age, we're a digital society, you know, like everybody's on their phones, on social media and stuff like that. And I think, um, the idea of like uh, the underlying technology, you know, being able to like confirm things in real time with like transparency, having control over stuff without like, you know, there's certain things that the traditional banks and stuff like lack that NFTs allow like smaller content creators and just like individuals like access to, to do stuff, you know? So I think it's cool. Like even here's another, like, here's like a random thought, a random example, but like uh, if uh, an artist were to come out with like some piece of music, you know, they would need like somebody to fund them like a large amount to get out in front of a lot of people. But somebody like Taylor Swift or something like that could be a beaut like an amazing upcoming artist that sells like a piece of like their portfolio or their, you know what I mean? Whatever it may be for, for royalties or something like that from here forward. Um, and it just like, it opens it up for a lot of content creators. And I, I yeah, I, I think NFTs are definitely here to stay, you know, cool. I think it's going to develop into a lot of things. We're, we kind of sp spend some time talking about NFTs um, in, the, in the near future, you know, um, let's switch it to crypto, specifically here in Hawaii. I think what you were mentioning earlier, how a lot of people aren't interested in blockchain technology, you know, do you think that's the biggest, one of the biggest challenges here with crypto in Hawaii, like for it to like grow with interest or grow for people to actually use it? You know, what do you feel like I, the biggest challenges? I think, um, I think unfortunately it's kind of like a lot of cycles and obviously like crypto has that stigma right now. And that like initially it used to be like a nerdy thing where nobody was talking about it and it was less than a dollar for Bitcoin. And then it became, you know what I mean? Like uh, for the, the money laundering and just, it was, it's always built up and eventually I think it will become mainstream and people will use it in a, a different way. Cause it's like a deflationary asset, you know, Bitcoin. And so um, I think, yeah, the big issue is like you were saying, you know, just the, the stigma behind it. Um, but hopefully, you know, next year, um, especially with all the stuff going on right now with the regulation, I think, you know, things are going to change. I think they're, the, things are going to develop and hopefully, um, you know, we'll see what the SEC does and um, 
I think it's going to, I think a lot of things are going to change in the next year. I mean, kind of to build on that, right. You, you heard about the uh, big guys, uh, Fidelity, BlackRock, they're pushing for that black uh, Bitcoin ETF products and whatnot. Um, positive impact or negative impact on the crypto market? What do you think? You know, I think like companies like BlackRock and Vanguard and stuff are obviously incentivized for like fees, you know, and they're going to have a huge influence on markets because they have so much, you know, money. I think they probably like in the background already have like a large position. And um, as like uh, an investor, I think it is going to like impact the price. And obviously no one knows what's going to happen yeah. when or if it gets approved. But if it's similar to like what gold is like, you know, and if gold kind of gives us a hint, the first like spot gold ETF, the ticker symbol GLD was like created in like November of 2004. And then seven years later, the price like four and a half X. So if Bitcoin goes up like four and a half times in the next four years, kind of similar to that, and you mix it in with like the happening and all the stuff that's going on with the regulations and stuff, I, I'm pretty optimistic it's going to go up and it's kind of hard for me not to like take out a bunch of loans and just buy a bunch of Bitcoin right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? But I, I think, I do think that it's probably going to go up, you know? And so I'm not doing anything crazy, but um, I'm optimistic that next year, you know, should be decent disclaimer you know? disclaimer for the audience don't go taking out a second mortgage to buy bitcoin <laughs> this is not yeah don't do, that. Advice, don't do that <laughs> definitely not financial advice going back to uh hawaii resident you know for the local people how can we even get in, involved with crypto how do we buy how do we sell if we're interested well what exchanges would you recommend yeah so hawaii hasn't made it like the easiest for us to to buy and sell crypto here unfortunately so there is you know a few different exchanges that like i'm familiar with personally i like to use gemini but um they do have like the digital currency innovation lab and then that that's like a really good resource for it has like the list there's like 11 of them that um the state is working with so, so for those listening, we'll put this link in our description. You guys could click, check it out. It's a total of like 11 companies. I'm looking at it too, thanks to Chris. Um, it's a total of 11 uh, exchanges that Hawaii residents are allowed. So I know like, you know, Coinbase, I tried doing Coinbase back in the day. Coinbase totally didn't allow me to register uh, because of my Hawaii address. And so, um, yeah, that, that thanks for that, man. That's a lot of value right there. Yeah, but like kind of jumping cross the streams here back into the nft realm as of right now are you i mean i have questions on how do you even get into nft like how do you know which is the right one but i guess i just want to start this question with are you looking at nfts currently are you in like is it in nfts or like do you own any nfts how to basically what is the yeah. current state with you and nfts right now so to be honest you know i haven't been too involved lately it's just i've been kind of watching from the sideline i do still have a couple of nfts I have like uh, an other side plot from like Yuga Labs. It's um, part of like the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem. And so um, I've been looking at things pretty much like in that ecosystem, but overall the market and everything kind of going on, I've been really conservative and kind of just been sitting cash heavy right now, you know, probably so, do something soon, but I don't so know. So you did, you had a, what, what kind of NFT did you have? Um, it's called the other side. Okay. 
And then like it was a, a board ape or a mutant ape. What was it? Uh, so basically, the board ape yacht club. Um, they were created by Yuga Labs, and Yuga Labs uh, created or is working to create a game called The Other Side. And so I own a piece of land in the other side. <laughs> and oh, so okay. I have, I still have one of those NFTs still. And, is that know, considered digital real estate? <laughs> exactly. I'm a digital real estate owner. <laughs> oh, it's like, it reminds me of like um, Mark Zuckerberg and like the whole metaverse fiasco, like Facebook. I personally thought it was cool, but I know online, like apparently it had really bad reception, but I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking like, wow, this is NFTs, crypto, all this is going to be really relevant in the metaverse. I really think Facebook and Meta, they're they're just early right now. And I think that's why the reset. You ever guys have heard of the whole Google Glass thing? So Google yeah. Glass for the, our listeners out here, Google came out with glasses that was supposed to be digital and you basically like a, a HUD with uh, glasses, sunglasses. It flopped. It, they, they closed that program down because it just it wasted so much money for Google. Come, you know, fast forward five years later. Now we, we're we're experiencing this metaverse fiasco and all this. But now that's too early, you know, and so I'm, I'm but and coming back to the Google Glass, Ray-Bans actually has official like um, digital glasses now. So, I mean, I think that's pretty, pretty fascinating. Didn't Apple um, so release the Apple, goggles? I, or, Apple, I think yeah. Apple's. Oh, the Apple no, did it. Year. My bad. There it's you go. Apple year, did. Yeah. Apple did. Sorry, wrong company. Apple. These big companies, right? So I think like along those lines, like you're early right now. That's how I see it. You're early to the metaverse real estate field. You know, I think um, I think that, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Sounds like it's very innovative, you know? I truly believe that the next like full cycle with like crypto and stuff like that is going to involve like Web3 gaming, which is going to be built around like play to earn kind of mechanics and um metaverse kind of stuff you know so i think again a lot of the kids are really into like the like the younger the generation that's younger than us is playing a lot more video games yeah. and a lot more stuff you know and i think that it kind of incentivizes a, a different virtual world and i don't know it's interesting way to escape yeah, you know we're seeing this overlap where like you can actually make money. Like I know, for example, World of Warcraft is something that comes to mind. People built up characters, built up the gold, and then they actually sold it for live cat, like actual US dollars to people. And I think that's like, that's what I think is like the forefront of the cohesion of the digital space and real life is like, we're going to be able to actually, it'll be all digital, like Bitcoin for these accounts, or you'll, you'll earn Bitcoin or ETH for playing like the <laughs> other side, you know, candy crush, like people will play candy crush yeah. or uh clash of the clans or those certain games. And then they'll sit there in order to expedite their process and develop and build things faster. They'll spend money. And so yeah. like, you know, even Call of Duty too, like Call of Duty, people will, there, I remember I saw some story about like a specific knife or a gun or something like that. It was a one of a kind gun and somebody was able to trade it to somebody else. And that person spent like 60 or $100,000 for this collectible. And so I think it's the same thing here. I think that like games or whatever it may be, there's just going to be like, you know, um, just value, value behind that stuff. And People kind of do the same thing with different like collectibles. Like, uh, uh, I don't even, I can't think of a good example right now, but people will trade, you know, Pokemon cards and 
baseball cards and all these different things and like jerseys and you know this is the original cleats from this person and stuff so why not like oh i have justin bieber's um second nft and that has some value like there's a lot of weird things that us as humans will find value in you know so yeah because yeah you were mentioning like the blockchain right like it's public you could see what wallet owns what nft so yeah Mm -hmm. i think if you have like this thread of an image it could be a an image of a rock for example or nft excuse nft of a rock and you're like oh but like you know, this person owned it, like Justin Bieber owned it, then Justin Timberlake, then Hellberry, you know, all this stuff. Like, and it just, it's Holly Bear, whatever her name is, it's, Holly Bear. My bad. You know what I mean? Taylor Swift, she owned, <laughs> and like, yo, this one rock NFT was owned by all these celebrities. And it just, every time it just kept going, and you're like, yo, but it's an NFT of a rock. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I could do with this NFT? Totally. You know what I mean? I think that's like, like you said, yeah, the value is just going to increase with a certain history of the NFT and like the whole digital space. Here's a far out question. Do you think in the near future, maybe in a decade or so, does the US dollar get replaced? By by what? What do you by, mean? By a, by a central currency. bank, central okay. bank digital yeah. currency. Right? CBDC. Right. CBDC. Oh, yeah? There you go. Um. I mean, hypothetical. They're kind. Of, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it is kind of scary the fact that like a lot of like places are trying to push us towards like credit cards and stuff. And like we've that's all we've been raised in. Like as you know, thirty year olds, that's all we pretty much know is like plastic, swipe it. But um, with that, there isn't anything really tangible, you know. And so like they can kind of just run up the numbers and put whatever they want in there. So. Mm. Maybe, maybe we do have a central bank digital currency, but I know a lot of crazy people too. They're going to be like, no, you know? So yeah, cash only. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I've seen videos of the kickback of stores that only accept credit cards. And, you know, there's a video of this one man trying to just, he paid with cash and he took his stuff and walked out and they're just getting upset at him. Like, no, card only, card only. I'm like, dude, that's. It's cash. It's legal you know? tender. Yeah, it's legal yeah, it's a legal tender. tender. So like, you know, I think, I think on 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 you know just the way I see it, it's it's more so molding the mass majority of people to start using the currency in a different way. You know, this new type of whatever currency it's going to be. You know, I think uh, you know in the back end, the government or the U- United States as an entity, they're they're looking to this crypto space. They're looking at okay how. And besides, like the CDC, I think it's gonna have to be backed by something, and it can't just be guns and ammo. You know what I mean? It can't be the military just backing. It's got to be something a little bit more tangible. And like maybe Bitcoin is that that backing, because like right now it is Bitcoin's the only real crypto that's decentralized. Like, don't make me take a loan out, Reed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So like, like Chris, like ETH, is it uh, decentralized or no? With the blockchains, like there's different networks, like different ways that they like, you know, operate. And it's like different consensus mechanisms is what they call them. It's basically like a rule that helps computers like in the network um, solve math problems and verify record transactions and stuff. And so I guess Bitcoin um, has like, does like proof of work where it's like just a bunch of computers and miners like solve the problems 
And with the other, with Ethereum, like the new, they just transitioned into this new proof of stake system. And this system allows people to basically stake or supply their tokens in exchange to be chosen to verify. So it's becoming a little less decentralized to answer your question. Uh, sorry, I couldn't think of a easier way to explain that. Yeah, because you know, like, but, and when I think of yeah. Ethereum, I think of uh, the owner, like Vitalik, or like, and he invented ETH, right? And like, I heard he owns like a, a buttload of of ETH, right? Like, so he's kind of it's almost like centralized in a in a way. So. He's, yeah, he's like a large stakeholder in it. Yeah, right, a large right? stakeholder, right? So it makes me even more confident in Bitcoin and its in its future. You know, it makes me want to just put it all in on Bitcoin. <laughs> not maybe not take a loan out, but you know what I mean. I, I trust Bitcoin. Yeah, the longer I'm involved in this space too, I feel like the Bitcoin is really that that digital gold. You know, that they talk about. I mean, any last thoughts um, sharing with our audience with um, regarding the NFT or crypto space? You know, like is it is it too late? Um, can they still get in if they're interested? Is it a good time to just learn now? You know, like what were, what were your last remarks? Yeah, so I mean, I think right now is like the perfect time to start kind of learning about how it works and honestly this is this is the time when people aren't talking about it when people aren't hyped about it it's probably the time when you kind of want to be looking at it and um considering like dollar cost averaging obviously not don't do what chris does and consider taking a loan out and you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff i do think the technology is here to stay and so you don't want to get left behind and i think you know having a small you guys are are really sophisticated investors and i know like I explained at the very beginning at the introduction, I'm a degenerate NFT guy, so I go crazy on that stuff. But I think it is important to have like a very small um, percentage of your portfolio exposed to just simply Bitcoin, you know, not even the other stuff, but just simply Bitcoin. And then the things that I'm interested in with the NFTs and the other stuff, I think it's going to evolve into something else. It won't be as an investment. It'll be more like a daily use kind of thing. So people won't be necessarily buying it, you know, to, to watch the stock market go up and down though, you know, as a collectible Long, or whatever. Like a long-term investment, essentially. Last question for you, Chris, where do you, where can we point our listeners to, to best find you? You know, my, I guess my Instagram is probably the, the best place that I'm at now. I kind of had like, have been off of socials for a bit too. So, um, just my Instagram, I guess at Chris Matricito. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to practice what I preach in the next few months, really get into the group too, of doing, you know, more involved in the crypto space too, to, to help educate and teach people and get involved, you know, at crypto Chris 808 is my Twitter too. All right, cool. So we can find you on Instagram, Twitter. I'll put those, we'll put those links in the description and all the resources that Chris mentioned. And also would love to have you back on the podcast when you do jump back into the NFT field, man, if it pops and what more value i'm sure you're going to be learning a lot and we're we're more than willing to listen and i'm sure our listeners have a bunch more questions too so thanks for for coming on man we appreciate you making the time yeah of course thank you guys both so much pleasure so much fun. 